Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Oh, 
settle in Janet's life. We need you to settle here, Lord God. We need you to settle in Teresa's life. We need you to settle in Angela's life. We need you to settle in Debbie's life. We need you to settle in Margie's life today, Lord God. You can settle here. We need you to settle in Kim Yarley's life. We need you to settle in George's life. We need you to settle in Edie's life. We need you to settle in Kirby's life. We need you to settle in Jimmy's, Jenny's life. And we need you to settle in Tammy's life. Lord, you can settle here, Father God. You can settle here, Lord God. You can settle in Lavenda's life, Lord God. We give you permission to settle here, to settle in our hearts, to settle in our minds, Ooh, to settle in Keija's life, Lord God. Settle in our children, settle in Carmen's life, Lord God. Settle in Veronica's life, Lord God. You can settle here, Lord God. Ooh, you can settle here, Lord God. Cause your goodness, my God. You better declare that. The, Settle, Father God, in Rachel's life. Settle, Lord God, in Renee's life. You can settle here. Settle, settle, settle. Settle here. Settle in Courtney's life. Yes, yes, yes. Settle in Julia's life, Lord God. My God. Settle in... Julia, what's your baby girl's name again? Settle in the baby girl's life, Father God. Pour more of your glory on her life, Lord God. Let her dance, Father God, like never before, Lord God. Let her sing out your praises, Father God. 
Let the fire of God be evident on her life today, Lord God. Let favor go before her, Lord God. Let her excel in school, Father God, like never before, Lord God. Let her walk full in her identity in Christ Jesus, Janelle. In Christ Jesus, Father God, overwhelm Janelle with your goodness today, Lord God. In Jesus' name, overwhelm Janelle with your goodness today, Lord God. Cause grace and favor to be on Janelle's life today, Lord God, like never ever before. Bless in Janelle indeed. Cause her to be rooted in Christ. Let her go to a depth in you, Lord God. Pour your spirit out on Janelle today, Lord God. Pour your spirit out on Janelle today. Let her witness the depth of you, God. Let her hunger and thirst for you, God, like never before, Father God. We thank you for Janelle. We thank you for Aaliyah today, Lord God. We cover Aaliyah in the blood of Jesus. We thank you no weapon forms against Aaliyah shall prosper, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that you are doing something deep in Aaliyah today. We thank you, Lord God, that you are causing Aaliyah to be blessed, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that you are opening doors of possibility for Aaliyah to attend college, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that you're giving her the wisdom for the college, for her college to attend, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. I need to pray for somebody who has a daughter named Amber. So, Father God, we uplift Amber this morning. We plead the blood of Jesus over Amber. We thank you, Lord God, that no weapon formed against Amber shall prosper. We thank you, Lord God, that my God, Amber's mind is the mind of Christ, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. Amber is strong and mighty in battle. We thank you, Father God. You are causing Amber to overcome, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are causing Amber to overcome. We plead the blood of Jesus over all our children, Lord God. Not one will be taken from us. We dedicate our children to you more this morning. We sanctify our children before you this morning. Even if we've never dedicated them before, we sanctify, we sanctify your children this morning. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we cause goodness to come over our children today. Let your glory be revealed in our children today. Let them be kingdom children with a kingdom sound. Ooh! Let them be kingdom children with a kingdom sound. Cause goodness, my God, and favor Ooh! to be on their lives today. I plead the blood of Jesus over Kirby's son and daughter. I thank you, Lord God, that you are becoming anchored in their hearts, that they will not be wise in their own eyes, and that they will honor you and honor their mother. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father God, for kingdom children with a kingdom sound. Woo! Kingdom children with a kingdom sound. Kingdom children with a kingdom sound. We thank you, Father God, for kingdom children with a kingdom sound. Woo! Kingdom children with a kingdom sound. 
We dedicate our children. We sanctify and set our children apart for you, Lord God. My God, thank you that your glory is being revealed in our life. Thank you, Father God, that health is their reasonable portion, Lord God. We thank you for the health of them. Father God, we settle, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you. We settle with you today, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We settle with you today, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, for revival breaking out in our children's heart, Lord God. And that they are just turning to you today. Yeah, kingdom children with a kingdom sound. Kingdom children with a kingdom sound. Let more wisdom, let more wisdom come to us, Lord God, for our children. Let more wisdom come to us, Lord God, for our children. My God, let more wisdom come to us, Lord God, for our children and our grandchildren, Lord God. We set aside and dedicate our children, my God, in Jesus' name, amen. Let me give you something. I want to I wanna give you this. The Lord was showing me this this morning, um, this scripture. But it was a particular part of the scripture that stood out to me this morning. So I want to give you this where your kids are concerned. My God. So to make just we just gotta speak differently. We just we just gotta speak differently. We just gotta make sure we speaking we speaking differently. Lord God cause us to speak differently about our children. Cause us to say only what you say. Cause us not to become fearful when it looks like uh we not that they're not doing what he said. So this is Daniel, the tenth chapter. Somebody drop, um, somebody drop this verse down in the um, and on YouTube. Drop, drop the verse down there. This is Daniel, the tenth chapter, the twelfth through the fourteenth verse. And it says, "I want you to home in on what the Lord was showing me this morning. This is how I am. I'm more and more confirmed how our words, our words. Y'all need to hear me." Your words that you speak, that you declare over your children are so important. The words you pray. Thank you, Natalie. The words that you are praying, the words that we speak over our children are so important. They important. Those words are important. What we're saying in this day and season are important. So even if you've ever, you know, spoke a negative word, Father God, first of all, forgive us for every negative word we've ever spoken. We we uproot it, um, we cut it up, Woo! we render those words no void, useless, and brought to no effect, right? So this is Daniel, the 10th chapter, the 12th through the 14th verse. But there's a particular word we're going to focus in. And then we're going to ask God to give us more wisdom today for our children, more wisdom today for our families. But this is, this is what God grasped me in this morning. He says, this was Daniel praying. And as Daniel was praying, he was uh, looking for some wisdom and some answer. And it, his answer didn't come for 21 days. But the enemy, ooh, somebody, we ain't even giving him all our, but the enemy ooh, was fighting against what Daniel needed. Ooh, that's it right there. But the enemy was fighting against what Daniel needed. Ooh, come on now. But can I tell you something? 
This was an illegal battle. Ooh, come on now. I hear you. Ministers, spirits, we charge you to go forth and bring our children in and bring our children home. And we thank you, Father God, that we our children have the mind of Christ. So we're going to repent first. If we ever spoke a negative word, if we ever became frustrated, if we ever gave up on them in prayer, if we ever charged our children wrongly, come on now, reset this thing, Lord. If we did not walk in wisdom where we were, our children were concerned, if we walked in our feelings, if we walked in emotions, we're going to repent. If we made our children idols, oh my God, we're going to we're going to repent if we've made our children idols. The worst thing in the world is to make our children an idol. Ooh, Lord, we're going to repent for making our children idols. We're going to repent, Father God, um, for making them. Oh, my children. Can I tell you what I mean when I say making your kid, when we make our children an idol, um, that we like when we make what happens when we make our children making our children idols when we oh my children are oh they my whole life Ooh. uh my they my whole life they my whole oh my they they my whole life all my children um all my children are making our children idols. so we're not gonna make our children's idol so we were repent you know for not making our children idol can i give you some examples of how we make our children idols um, where we cannot bear to dis discipline them or displease them. Ooh, I'm out. Ooh. If we cannot bear to discipline or displease our children, right? When we rile on a child's affection or we're looking for our child's approval and we're not able to discipline or um, the unwilling to displease them, right? The unwilling to displease them leads to an ultimate destruction. Ooh. We don't want to discipline them. We don't want to displease them. We don't want to discourage. We don't want to be into it with them. That's a sign that we've made our child an idol. Oh my God. Another way that we've made our child an idol is when we feel the need ooh, to influence or control most things that affect our kids. I'm finna go home. <laughs> oh, when we feel the need to influence or control everything that affects our kids. Colossians 3 and 21 says, Fathers, do not provoke, exasperate, irritate your children, lest they become discouraged. When we overcorrect our children, these are some notes that I'm taking from. I took. I'm taking from a blog that when we overcorrect our children, um, they grow up feeling inferior and frustrated. When we overparent our children, this is a sign of idolatry. Oh my God! Few things. Few things exasperate adult children more than a controlling parent. Ooh. I'm going to say it one more time. Y'all make sure y'all share the video. Y'all make sure y'all share the video. Share, share, share. Few things. We trying to restore kingdom families today. We trying to gain more wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Wisdom is a key to the kingdom. So when we over parent. Oh my 
God, with our adult children, when we try to to control the circumstance, control control the situation. Oh my God! Um, for example. Um, a child may not be excelling as well in an area that we think that they should. However, the, the kid okay. They okay. They okay that they may not doing as well. But we, like, they come off the field. They, they come off... Um, they come off the volleyball court, they come off the football field, and we focus on all the things that they did wrong, or we focus that they never miss a game, or they never miss um, training, that we focus, ooh, we focus so much on that, ooh, my God, over-parenting is a sign of idolatry, ooh, Lord, have mercy. We make a comment on everything they do. We have an opinion about every friend. Ooh, we make an opinion about everything. We buy them everything that they simply ask for. We present as if they are perfect. Ooh, I'm out. I'm going down. We present. We don't, we don't acknowledge like they got mistakes and issues. I'm not talking about not speaking over them. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, come on now. But I'm talking about we we present we all the girls. Oh, they just you know my girl, my my kids my kids are so good, great, and they so good. And they no no no. Oh my God. Uh, when something happens to our children, another sign that uh, we idol our kids is when something happens to our child, it controls us. I Somebody, ooh! When something happens to our child, it controls us. That controls our life. It controls us. Where we are, our children experience a breakup or make a bad decision, and then it controls our life. It affects where we are in life, especially with adult children or even little children. When we, the scripture, the scripture has said to us, oh, come on now, my God, the scripture has said to us, train up a child in the way that we should go. Most of us have trained our kids up. The best way that we can train our kids up. Come on now. So when we when something happens with our um come on, Holy Spirit, speak this morning. When something happens wrong with our kids, we want to encounter, we we gonna hide, we're gonna celebrate all their victories, but never ever talk about you know the things that they've gone through. Come on, we trying to hide certain things from people. Come on now. Oh my god, when something doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, that's that when no, we ain't supposed to be feeling we so when something doesn't happen for them that we think should happen, we demand a place. Like, if they don't get a certain part or they don't get selected for the team, then we're trying to demand and figure out why they didn't get a part um, for the team. Ooh, we try to protect our child. Ooh, we try to protect our child. Um, our, our job or our desire to protect our children, come on now, our desire to protect our children is stronger than our desire to see them grow, to become who they're supposed to be in Christ Jesus. 
Even Mary struggled with this one. Ooh, even Mary struggled with this one. This was hard for her to see Jesus overwhelmed. This was hard for her to see Jesus about to go to the cross, right? We're supposed to be like Hannah was with Samuel. We're not supposed to be struggling with 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 the God's will for their life. We're supposed to be like like Hannah in 1 Samuel 1 and 11, right? When Hannah was like, just give me Samuel and then I'm going to give him back to you. Ooh, there's some power in this. My God, my God. The first of two commandments deal with adultery. We should have no other gods before us. We should not make any graven or carved in an image. That's Exodus 20. 23 and 4, when we deal with the idols, the, the making our children idols, ooh, when we deal with those first, guess what happens? God's commandment to protect us, when we obey God's command and we make a decision, you know what, I'm not going to make my children an idol in my life, then I bring in protection, I bring in protection, and I bring in God will give me the wisdom for them. Lord, we repent if we made our children idols. We repent if we have made our children, we have made our children idols. We repent. So those are some signs that you have made, your, that your kids have been become an idol, right? That they are an idol in your heart. And our children often become idols in our heart. So Lord, we repent. Um... Yourself. First John 5 and 21, little children, guard yourselves from idols. Oh, my God. Another way, if you live vicariously um, through them, it's cool for you to cheer your kids on. But if you're trying to relive your past through your kids, um, that's make you making an idol. If you compromise your standards for your kids' comfort, like they want to stay out late and or they want a cell phone and the Lord has told you don't get them a cell phone and you go buy them a cell phone anyway because everybody else got a cell phone because you want them to be comforted. You want you trying to make sure your kids are so comforted and God is like, no, this is the standard for your household. Don't go less than this standard for your household. Um, you don't have the tough conversations with them. Come on now. Um, you spend excessively on them. Um, you point them towards your desires instead of God's desires for them. What you desire for them becomes way more important. You constantly worried about them, worried about circumstances. Um, you feel an overwhelming sense of abandonment when you think about leaving them. Ooh, if you side with them instead of your spouse, that's a, a way that your children may be idols in your life. So, Father God, we repent for making our children, our grandchildren, idols in our life. No, nobody is perfect. No child is perfect. And even the other things, hiding behind things. Come on now. We want to repent. 
Because once we repent, that removes the legal access of the enemy from our life. It removes the legal access. So we want to repent this morning so that those strongholds can be torn down. And when we pray, our prayers reach heaven and are effective. My God, Father God, forgive me for making my children, my grandchildren, anything else an idol, for making anything else an idol before you. Oh, my God, my God. That's it. That's all we got to do is a simple repent. That's all we got to do is a simple repent. And then there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. We can't, when we side with our children, oh my God, thank you, Lord. So Daniel 10, 12 and 14, we needed to repent for first so that our words become so effective. Like now all word curses that are broken, that have been spoken over your children, are broken now in Jesus' name. Every word curse that has ever been spoken over your child by you, by anybody else, or by themselves has been broken now in Jesus' name. The enemy has no access to their future. Ooh, no access to their future. My God, it don't matter what you're seeing. It don't matter what you're seeing. You have, the enemy has no access to their future from this point on. We plead the blood of Jesus over their minds, over their spirit, over their soul, and over their body. And Father God, we honor you. My God, thank you for revealing to us the places where we made our children an idol in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, so let me tell you how important your words are in this season over your children. I need you to get the wisdom for this today. Your words, God dealt, he just dealt with us. Signs gave us some signs. You might need to go back over this devotional and ask yourself um, about, about the things that you've been doing where your kids are concerned. So we just, we just took all hands off, all authority off, away from the enemy. Oh my God, in Jesus' name. So now that we've taken all authority away from the enemy, in Jesus' name, Every word curse has been broken. They're not under the curse. When Jesus Christ, they accepted Jesus Christ, they're not under curse. We sanctified, dedicated them, and set them apart today. Our children are officially sanctified, dedicated, and set apart like Hannah did Samuel to be used for the kingdom. You, wanna, you might want to declare that today. Father God, I sanctify and set and dedicate my children, my God, to be used for the kingdom. So, this is the importance of your words today. I need you to hear me on this. It doesn't matter if it looks like the enemy is fighting. It doesn't matter if it looks like you in a battle. This is the importance of your words today. It says Daniel 10, 12, and 14. It says, then he continued. Ooh, my God. It says, then he continued. He says, do not be afraid, Daniel. Ooh. He says, it's the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding. And to humble yourself before your God. The first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, you're going to be heard. Ooh! He told them, he said, you are already heard. This is what God told me to focus in on today. And this doesn't just apply to children. This applies to several, several things. He says, he says, your words were heard. Ooh! When you humble yourself. When you set your mind to gain understanding, 
when you put whatever your issue is before the Lord, when you pray your prayer of faith, here's what he says. He says, from the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. Ooh, my God, your words are being heard. So what are you saying? What are you speaking? What are you decreeing? What are you declaring? Are you focused more on the issue? And this isn't just about children. This is, are you focused more on the issue? Are you focused more on saying kingdom words? Oh, Lord, we got to say kingdom words. We got to speak more words. We got to speak more words. Oh, my God. Oh, we got to speak more kingdom words, Lord God. We got to say more words. Oh, my God. We got to speak like the kingdom says. Matthew, Matthew tells us. Oh, my God. Matthew tells us. Oh, my God. That we're going to we're going to be accountable for every word that is spoken out of our mouths. For by your words, you will be acquitted. And by your words, you're going to be a condemned. That's Matthew 12 and 37. For by your words, he said, on, on the day of judgment, men are going to give account for every careless word they have spoken. For by your words, you will be acquitted. And by your words, you will be condemned. So if the Lord thy God judges our words, ooh, come on, come on. If the Lord our God judges our words, if if the angel says to Daniel, we heard your words were heard from the first time you spoke them, from the first time you said them, your words were heard. He says, Here, and I'm coming in response to your word. So if he is coming in response to your word, we need to make sure hell ain't coming in response to our words. Ooh, we we got to make sure Hell is not coming in response to the words. We got to make sure hell is not coming in response to our words, right? Because what we say, right? We say it all the time, you know, our life and death, you know, is life and death is in the power of our tongue. We say that all the time, but we have yet to recognize that life and death is really in the power of our tongue. Either, either heaven coming for your words or hell coming for your words. Oh my God. So when we use words of faith and words of kingdom towards our children, towards our spouses, towards our finances. Come on now. When we use those words towards our spouses, towards our finances, towards our health, then guess what happens? Heaven is coming for your words. Ooh, that's a different thought process, Julia. That's, that, that, that just gave me a different thought process about every word I say. I made a post the other day, and these posts are often not popular, but they're so real. Jesus was walking on the road to Maris, and they were talking about him. He knew what they were talking about, but he said, what were you two talking about? Ooh. He said, what were you two talking about? When we stop to think that Jesus hears 
every word we say. Oh my God. Every gossip will go out the door. Fear-based words will go. Jesus can hear every word you say. Holy Spirit hears every word that comes out your mouth. Heaven has heard our words. What will heaven hear you say? What, what will heaven hear you say? We don't want to be speaking unwise words. We don't want to be speaking fear-based words. Proverbs 21 and 23. Whosoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. I'm going to say it one more time. Whosoever keeps his mouth and keeps his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. James 3 and 5. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark that can set on forest fires. What would Jesus hear you saying? What would Jesus hear you saying? What is heaven hearing you say? Oh my God. Come on now. Oh my God. Titus 3 and 2. To speak evil of no one. To avoid quarreling. To be gentle. And to show perfect courtesy to all people. Ooh! Let me say that one again. Titus 3 and 2. To speak evil of no one. Ooh! To avoid quarreling, to be gentle, ooh, and to show perfect courtesy to all people. Oh my God. Psalms 34 and 13. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Ephesians 4:19. Let no, let no. Let no, let no, I'm not being no broken record. Your phone not stuck. Your tablet not stuck. I just need to put emphasis in the spirit on let no, Woo! let no corrupt talk come out your mouth. Oh my God, my God, let no corrupt <laughs> What is my no corrupt? No corrupt. No, no corrupt. Somebody say no corrupt talk. I can't let no corrupt talk come out my mouth. Woo! I can't no corrupt. No corrupt. No corrupt communication come out my mouth. None. Nothing. Nada. No corrupt communication coming out my mouth. None. Talking badly about others behind their back. Ooh, that's corrupt conversation. Ooh, my God. No corrupt. Corrupt means putrid, rotten. Ooh, it's like bad meat. Come on, y'all. It's like bad meat, rancid meat, stinky meat. Ooh, rotten. The When we let corrupt communication come out of our mouth, it's 
rotten. Oh my God. Communication, words, no corrupt words, any corrupt words. Oh my God. When it's corrupt communication, God is offended by that. Oh my God. My God. No, no corrupt kids. Instead, speak what's edifying, what's going to build up, what's going to change. Oh, my God. My God. No corrupt communication. Oh, my God. Holy Spirit, help us be a wellspring of good words when we talk to and about others. Holy Spirit, help us be. No corrupt, oh my God, no corrupt communication, no, no corrupt communication. Holy Spirit, help us to be a wellspring of words when we talk about each other. Oh my God, help us be a wellspring of words when we talk about our children. Why? Because heaven has heard our words. Heaven is hearing our words. Ooh, that's it for today. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's a lot to chew on. That's a lot to digest. No corrupt communication. Corrupt communication is putrid. It's rancid to God. It smells bad. No, no corrupt communication. Oh my God. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let our words, Holy Spirit, help us to let our words be a wellspring. Help our to let our words to minister grace to the hearers. Oh Lord, help our words to administer grace to the hearers because heaven hears our words. Ooh, Lord, I ain't gonna be talking about nobody behind their back. Ooh, this some maturity. This some grow up. Oh my. God, my God, if I'm offended by somebody else, if I'm offended by my children, I'm not going to talk about my children. I'm going to go to my children in offense and tell them where I'm offended because that's what the word of God says. What well, ain't my kids still? Even if they your kids, come on now. You're going to go, they still your brother and sister in Christ. You're trying to restore, keep, and repair the relationship. I'm not going to make subliminal Facebook posts about you. Woo! My God, I'm not going to bring you up in idle conversations. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If you do something to me, I'm going to bring you that offense so we can work that out towards between us. And if we can't work that out between us, then we're going to bring in somebody else to help us mediate so we restore and keep the relationship. Let me go back to this last part of the description, and then we're going to do our confessions. Ooh. I want to read this one more time. He says, don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind. Ooh, thank you, Lord, for kingdom words. For the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. Your words, come on now, are being heard. Oh, my God. Your words are being heard. Your words are being heard. Oh, my God. Your words will be heard. Lord, Holy Spirit, let, me, my, let my words be a wellspring of life 
to my children. Let my words be a wellspring of life to everybody I'm connected to. My God, let me honor you in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, that's powerful. Oh, Lord, that's powerful. Lord, I thank you for helping us deal with our children as idols. I thank you, Lord God, for teaching us how important our words. We thank you, Lord God, for we know that obedience is the key. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember in this season, it's our only job to trust and obey. And obedience is the key. In Jesus' name, amen. Father God, we thank you. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for charting and changing the course of our words. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, two, we're getting ready to do two things. But before we do two things, I need you guys to do me a favor. I need you guys to stand in faith with me today for a favorable report for Judah from the doctor. The sports doctor thinks he has an injury that's going to need surgery and take him out for the rest of the football season. But we believe the report of Lord. So I need y'all to stand with me that by his stripes, Judah Johnson is already healed and that when they perform this MRI, that they will not find absolutely anything wrong with Judah's knee. That they will not find, any, and not Josiah. Josiah had a three-week knee, knee injury. That's not what I'm saying. This is Judah. I had to take him to the doctor last night. That he is healed and that there is no, that, that the doctors will be amazed that there is no tear in his meniscus and that by his stripes, Judah Johnson is healed, healthy, whole, every fiber, every tissue, and every cell in his body lines up with it. That is our prayer of faith. So stand with me. Yep, Sir Phil, he's already the healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. I love being connected to a community of believers that can stand with you and pray. I love being able to pray for y'all as well. Let's get in our confessions today. Woo! No! The words of my mouth. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Ooh. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Ooh, heaven hears your words. Heaven hears your words. Oh, my God. Heaven hears your words. My God. My God. And my God. My God. Heaven hears your words. My God. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you, can I say that Holy Spirit? Yes. And if you will also lift up my sons, Jalil and Javen, they need some mercy and they need some favor. That's it. They need mercy and they need favor. If you will lift them up as well, they need mercy and they need some favor. They need God, they need God's hand to be seen on their life and immediately. Thank you for that. My God, thank you for that. We we got a situation right now where we need mercy and we need favor. That's it. Yeah. 
Thank you, Lord. Let's get our confession in right now in Jesus' name. It says, I'm a new creature in Christ. All things have passed away. Behold, all things. Oh, two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to go give to the minister, go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and cash out us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ, my God, as Lord and Savior, here is your moment. Ooh, my God. I thank you, Lord God. I heard you, Holy Spirit. Ooh, when we cry out for mercy, he does it. When he, we cry out for mercy, he does it. Lord, show my son's mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. All right. Father God, oh, what a testimony this is going to be. <laughs> what a testimony this is going to be. Oh, what a testimony this is going to be in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's, so, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, here is your new beginning. Just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I'm in need of a Savior. And I'm asking you to come into my heart and to take away my sins. And I promise to love and follow you best I can. If you pray that prayer, send the send an email info at justbeinglmj.com. My God, we thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God. And we bind every tactic, plot, plan of the enemy back to the pits of hell from which it came. We thank you, Lord. We are going to be overjoyed and rejoice at the testimonies that we experience and see. My God, in Jesus' name, amen. So, I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are new. I've died and been raised with Christ and now seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, but every tongue that rises against me in judgment shall show to be in the wrong. I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things that he offers me. I don't speak negative things on purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. I never bind a sister or brother with the words of my mouth. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I'm slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to anger. I'm a doer of the word. I meditate on the word all day long. I will study the word of God. I will pray. I never get tired or grow weary. When I study the word, pray, minister, praise God. But I'm alert and energy. And as I study, I become more alert and more energized. I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give than receive. I love to give. I have plenty of money to give away all the time. I cast all his cares on the Lord for he cares for me. I don't have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of sound mind. 
I do not fear. I am not guilty. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. After the flesh, I'm a spiritual man and I'm judged by no one. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues, interpretation of tongues, working of miracles, discerning of spirits, the word of faith, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, healing, and prophecy. I walk in the Spirit all the time. I have been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust, with no fear of rejection or being hurt. I have compassion and understanding for all people. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. I catch the enemy and all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose whether to believe the word of God. Work is good. I enjoy work. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence and make the most of all my time. I'm a responsible person and I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. I'm creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good. And I weigh what God wants me to weigh. Pain cannot successfully come against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I have a teachable spirit. And I do not think more highly of myself than I, in the flesh than I ought to. I have humbled myself and God has exalted me. I do what I say I will do and I get where I'm going on time. I don't hurry and rush. I do one thing at a time. I'm anointed of God for ministry. Woo! I'm an obedient wife and I, I, I know rebellion operates in me. I want to pray a prayer of faith for every single person on this life. If you are single... And you got a desire to be married. Will you put that in the comments? Don't be shamed. Don't be shamed. The, the, don't be shamed. I hear the Lord saying, the enemy has plagued you long enough about your singleness. And it has been a desire deep in your heart. And you don't even want to admit it because of past mistakes. Or maybe you've been single so long. Or maybe you've been broken hearted before. Maybe you don't think... Um, you should be married again, but there is a deep burning desire to be married, like for real and the right way. Like you really desire to be married. That's a desire you have. That's a desire. That's a desire you have to be married. Like you think about being married. You really want to mate. You really feel like God called you to the shame, the reproach of shame. You've been shamed in your singleness. The reproach of shame is being removed from you today. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. The reproach of shame, the reproach of shame that's been holding you in, that's been, that's been, you know, you know, I'm good. Not saying you're not good. Not saying you're not seeking um, you're not seeking God out, right? Not saying, Parche, you ain't got no more fertility issues, woman of God. I, I want you to get the scripture of Hannah. You ain't got no fertility issues. God is God. God gonna be God in Parche life however he need to. God gonna be God in Parche life however. You ain't got no fertility issues. Your womb is healed, healthy, and whole. God gonna be God in Parche life. My God, but we want you anointed for marriage first. 
We want you anointed for marriage first. Come on, y'all. Tell y'all truth. You have a desire to be married. Come on. I want to hear your truth this morning. I don't know why the Lord is leading me into this direction, but I know he's faithful. The Come on now. Come on now. Tell your truth. You want to be married. You want to be honored in marriage. Guess what? I'm standing with you to be honored in marriage. The reproach of your singleness. The enemy has met, tried to make you feel shamed and bad about your singleness. The reproach of your singleness is gone. It's gone. That is wiped away. You are not going to be shamed about your past. You're not going to be shamed about divorces. You're not going to be even shamed if you've been in God ungodly relationships that have not honored God. All the reproach is gone. If there has been anything that you've done that has offended God, just go ahead and repent right now. Father, we repent for ungodly relationships. We repent if we moved out of time. We repent if we didn't pause and if we didn't listen, right? So right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, we repent. This is your fresh start. This is your start over. Your reproach, the reproach off your life is gone. You have no shame, no more shame. If shame seems to come back out, you have nothing to be shamed of. And you do not have to be shamed to desire being married. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you've been married multiple times. The anointing and grace on this prayer is restoring. And it's even, I hear you, Holy Spirit. And it's even restoring broken marriages for those of you that desire to have your marriage restored, to have your marriage healthy and whole, it's even, it's even restoring broken marriages. And for all of those, those of y'all that are single, we are no longer going back to our past relationships. We've been, some of us have been stuck in the past, in the past relationships. We're over the past relationships. We're wiping out the past relationships. We've repented from ungodly soul ties. Those are gone. Those are gone. Those are done. Those are over with. We're receiving the grace from God to restore. We're receiving the health of our marriages. We're receiving the peace that passes understanding. We're receiving God's favor over our life. We're receiving his favor. God is pulling us away from broken marriages and broken relationships and bringing us into a healthy and whole season of divine appointments and divine marriages in Jesus' name. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord God, for bringing us into a divine season, a season of divine appointments and divine marriages in Jesus' name. You are restoring. You are healing. I hear the Lord said he is advancing for divine timing. Some of y'all are going to have to be advanced quickly for the divine timing of the Lord. My God, your marriages will be ministry. Your marriages will be a praise unto the Lord. My God, my God, your marriages will be a Praise unto the Lord. Ooh, you will not be wise in your own eyes. And I'm hearing the Lord. Only God can do this. I thank you, Father God, for godly marriages, for the divine timing of the Lord. And we will not be led 
by our flesh. And God is causing this to come quickly for some of y'all. Uh, for some of y'all. For all of y'all that desire to be married. So, okay, Lord, correct me. Thank you. For all of y'all that desire to be married, my married, Lord, I thank you for divine appointments and assignments. And that is coming quickly. That we have the grace to receive. That we have forgiven ourselves. Now, I'm an obedient wife. No, and no, no stuck in your relationships of the past. Don't be mentioning what you, wow, those old relationships. Don't mention those old relationships. We're done with the old relationships. We're on to the new season, new fresh relationship. Don't matter about all that other past stuff. We're done and we're over there. So let me finish these last confessions. I'm an obedient wife and no rebellion operates in me. My husband is a wise. He is the king and priest of our home. He makes godly decisions. All my children love to pray and study the word. They openly and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. All my household are blessed in their deeds. We're blessed when we come in and we go out. All that our owners pay for, I'll know, man, nothing except to love them in Christ Jesus. Can I tell y'all something? Anytime, can I say the Holy Spirit? Anytime God has me start prophesying marriages, it happens. I'm telling you. Anytime he has me really prophesying marriages, it begins to line up. The first time I saw it, I told a woman of God that she would be married and that the person was around her and had already been, always been around her. At first, she said, when I first said it, and I didn't know her. At first, when I said it, she was like, what is she talking about? I ran into her nine months later, and she was married. She was married. If I'm prophesying it, it's not my words. It's the words of the Lord. So anytime I start speaking and the Lord has me positioning on marriages to be healed and restored and marriages to happen, some folks finna get married. Don't quench the Holy Spirit in this season. Might not look like what you think it's supposed to look like. Don't quench the Holy Spirit in this season. And if it's expedient, it might happen so fast, it'll blow your mind. But you will know, I'm telling you, you will know that it's of the Lord. There's a divine appointment in this season for marriages and to restore families in Jesus' name. Amen. That's a divine appointment. That's a divine appointment. That's a divine appointment. Courtney says she a witness. It's a divine appointment for marriages to be restored, healed. And it's a divine appointment for kingdom marriages to happen in this season. Not later, not way down the road. In this season, in Jesus' name. Amen. I love y'all. I'll see y'all. Y'all, some of y'all, I'm going to see you at 12 for the noon devotional in the Dream Academy. I'll see y'all at 12. And then the rest of y'all, I'll see y'all Monday at 5 a.m. I will. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I, seven, seven, somewhere in there. Okay, we might have a live, um, okay, we might do a live prayer on Saturday morning. I'll post and let y'all know in our special group for ladies. Yes, so 7 a.m. I love y'all so much. Love, peace. Go be loved today. Somebody needs to know, you know, love. Go Warriors. Go Warriors. It's football Friday until football season is over. Y'all probably going to see me in something football every Friday. It's football Friday in our house. Go Warriors.
And let me, I plead the blood of Jesus over these games tonight. No weapon. Every football game in every county and every city, we plead the blood of Jesus over the game that there will be no injuries, no hurt, harm to the parents, to the students. We thank you, Father God, for total victory at these games. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I love y'all. I love this community so much. I love y'all so much. Share the devotional. Invite somebody else into our community. This community is supposed to grow so as big as Jesus wants it. We declare that today, that our community grows as big as Jesus wants it. In Jesus' name, amen. Love y'all. Love, peace, and blessing. Ooh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.